Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is June 13th, 2022. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, Today is follow-up from Sunday, June 12th of 2022, and uh, it was uh, Joey's first shot at our new series, King for All, which will be in for the month of June and July. Yeah. And uh, uh, we are... We are without Mr. Ragsdale today. Is just uh, myself, Blake, and Joey because uh, our students are on their way back from their annual student beach camp at uh, Laguna Beach. Laguna. Yep. So they're on their way back right now, and so hopefully we'll have back him back in here uh, next time. But uh, still wanted to come to you guys today with a podcast and just kind of yeah. do a quick rehash. So and speaking ha- of students, they had a good camp. They did. Yeah. Yeah, had a few kids make decisions for the Lord. And That's awesome. I had, I just, I'll admit, I hadn't really been following too close. Yeah, even though <laughs> my kids are there, I just hadn't been really following along <laughs> as closely as I should have. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just know that you know, you know, they're there. You know, they made it safe and everything. We'll hear about it for That's it for a month when they get back. They'll talk yeah, one about thing it. that happened yesterday that was funny that the listeners will not know is that Blake and I showed up at church yesterday with full-on wrinkled shirts like i'm talking like yeah. pulled them out of the bottom of the clothes hamper they may know if they were here they'll know <laughs> i which i i told joey yours after. was way worse than mine <laughs> way. but tell them what you thought. I haven't wore that shirt in i haven't worn that shirt in probably like uh I don't know, but since you should not wear it again. Not without a solid iron. Uh, I've pulled that one out of the back of the closet, but I told Joey after church yesterday because I had, uh, I'd pulled that shirt out and I, Matt's gone. Uh, he was gone to student camp and some of our worship team was on vacation. And so I was leading worship yesterday here. Solo. By myself. By yourself. Han Solo. <laughs> and uh, so, but when I pulled the shirt out, I told Joey after church, I said, you know, I pulled out and I realized, man, this thing is extremely wrinkled. I shouldn't wear this. But then I thought, I'll have a guitar on in front of me. So nobody, <laughs> nobody will know. Some like, hide behind a co- cup of coffee. You hide behind a guitar. Yeah. Yes. Blake's extremely wrinkled from, say, like his chest up. You know, and I'm going to go ahead and say too, the shirt was a smidge short on you too. Like, I mean, I was worried I about that. I think it's done. I think I think you need to put that one to bed. It wasn't when I bought it. That's yeah. not me. That's the washing machine. Right. But see, here's the thing. The issue. The reason I brought it up was because my wife and kids are at the student camp, so I'm at the house by myself. That is my excuse that my shirt was wrinkled because yeah. I have nobody to tell me different. But your wife was there. Yeah, she, she was just there. let you walk out like that. Well, I le- I left really early, and so I didn't <laughs> ask her. And normally I'll ask her, but I didn't ask her yesterday. I just left. That's funny. So. That's funny. But no, you did a great job, man. Most everybody who I guess hadn't been around High Point a long time for a long time has not realized that you have that talent. Like you actually used to lead worship for us. 
Yeah, for about, um, I don't know, five years maybe. It was a long time. Something like that. Yeah. So, And whenever people hear you, they're like, oh, I forgot how good Blake is. So if you didn't come Sunday, you missed your opportunity to hear Blake. Well, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> That's sure, what I always say. Always. <laughs> the, uh, it is funny, though, now because I'll, uh, you know, uh, teaching our Wednesday night Bible study, occasionally I'll just, uh, oh, let's do a song to start, you know. Yeah. And go pick up a uh, guitar or sit down at the keyboard. And, and because I don't do it, much than people some people don't know at all and that's always fun yeah because they just kind of look at you like a you know cow at a new gate and just <laughs> like what is happening what is, <laughs> what is he doing uh he thinks bless his heart he thinks he can sing and uh <laughs> because you were preaching last week yeah yeah came, i was preaching right. last week yeah and then um and then but what's funny is that you know normally normally people have been around long enough most people know one or one or the other, but sometimes they may not know that I play guitar or they may not know that I play piano. Yeah. And then, so anyway, it's always, always makes for some good conversations, but, uh, but yeah. So message yesterday, uh, you come out of, uh, Luke chapter five. That's right. The story of, uh, Matthew or, yeah. or Levi. 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 Yes. Okay. And, uh, I think that's significant. You you kind of started off the the message yesterday painting a picture of the you know the tax collector and being kind of like the lowest of the low, yeah. and uh, talking about you know how they would skim money off the top and what's uh, what's kind of some of the stuff that comes to mind for you for that. Well, I think you know I think the mistake and I, I mentioned this was that most people when they hear tax collector they immediately take somebody like Levi Matthew. And compare him to the IRS. And I'm like, yeah that's, yeah, that's not accurate because the only way the IRS could become like a Matthew or Levi would be to n- n- take your tax dollars every April. Right. Take a percentage of whatever they decide. Right. The agent, the IRS agent themselves, take a percentage of that, put it in their own pocket. And then instead of giving the rest to the United States of America, which is where it should go. Right. They give it to Russia or China. Yeah. That's that to me, just the looks on people's faces when I said that, it kind of made some people like, okay, the South's rising back up. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden people don't realize just how treacherous or treasonous is the word. Is that a word? Treasonous? Some good old boys went real red dawn on you real quick. They (laughs) did. To get in the truck, <laughs> yeah, let's get go. in the truck. That, that's funny. Yeah, the uh, so. the you know that, that's what I was thinking about, and you you kind of alluded to this several times, and maybe even said it sort of directly a couple times as well. But something about tax collectors that was so you know made them the way I've always described it was you know you have like kind of like your social hierarchy, yeah. right, and yeah. you have you know as you work your way down the social hierarchy, you get all the way down to where you have just like commoners and then like peasants, you know, and then street people. And then you have like the street people's donkeys that they lead around. And then you have the donkey dung. And then below that is the tax Tax collectors (laughs) because they, they were like, uh, what, what I was going to say is that you alluded to was the fact that they were sellouts. Yes. Like they were Jews, they were Jewish, but they had basically sold out their, own people to Rome. Yeah, they they actually 
um, were viewed from their own people as not only a sellout to their people, but to their God. Yeah. Because Caesar's, you know, equated themselves to God. Right. So now that he is collecting for Caesar, he's actually worshiping a different God. Right. So. Right. And and I thought the illustration that you gave or the story that you told about you kind of having a shakedown in Africa, I thought that was pretty Ooh, good. yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good, uh, you know, parallel there as to yeah. sort of what it would be like or how you would view that person. Yeah. When you got, you want to tell some of that or... Well, I mean, we were in Mozambique, and uh, we got pulled over on a routine traffic stop, but those guys are not policemen. They're military. Right. And so it was in no time. There was 15 guys standing around our vehicles with AK-47s on a routine traffic stop. But really what it is is it's a shakedown. Yeah. And that's how they make their money. They go through your vehicle and take whatever they can. And that's why when we were getting pulled over, the driver was telling me, hey, give me all your money. And then he had a secret compartment in the truck that he put hid the money in. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole point of the illustration was I remember how much I didn't like that little general guy that came up to the right. window, you know. And he didn't really even do much to me. Right. But I had hid a lot from him. But it made me realize, um, you know, I wonder how much was hidden from Matthew. You know, like – because they didn't declare it. If they didn't declare it, they didn't have to pay taxes on it. But if they got caught hiding it, then he had the right to seize everything. Right. And he had no really rules when it came to interrogation. The only rule that he had was he could not shake down um, a lady who was a Roman citizen. But Mm. beyond that, like a Jewish lady or whatever, he literally had no rules. So you can imagine the the disdain that the Jewish people had for guys like him. Yeah, just so, how much they disliked him. I, th- I yeah. felt, to me, one of the more, um, I mean, you know, it ended great. There was a lot of, you know, memorable moments in the message and, and whatnot. But one of the ones that really jumped out to me was kind of towards the beginning there when you're talking about that. And speaking of people's disdain for him and how they would have disliked him in general, mm-hmm. and you made the comment, you know, how would you treat Matthew? Like, oh. If yeah. he lived in corner. Yeah, yeah. Like, could he come to church here or would you sit beside him in church? You know, yeah. uh, I thought that was, that was pretty. Yeah. And I, I told him, I said, you wouldn't be too far, you know, off your rocker if you said, no, I don't want him to come to church here because tax collectors were not viewed as viable witnesses in a court case and they were excommunicated from the synagogues. So they, in their minds, they Jewish minds, they were, and it even says this in the Talmud that tax collectors were equated to murderers and robbers. So imagine that. Yeah. The, uh, I did get your, uh, three main, three main points. Oh, you did. Yeah. I did okay. Get those. I told Joey, uh, before we started, I was like, I didn't, I didn't get as good a notes as I normally did. I was having, you know, check, checking on putting out a few fires here today and so well, you were I mean, a one-man so, band too <laughs> as well but uh i uh but i did get your three main points and so i, I how about this how about i just kind of mention every point and yeah. then you you kind of elaborate some on is that fair sounds like a plan all right and so the first one was that jesus sees that which by the way i like the way that you did the notes they were all the same just one word changed every time right uh-huh so i like that you like that jesus sees the small picture that's right that was the first one yeah um, that basically is um, hinging on verses 27 and 28, where Jesus actually went to the booth and basically told Matthew to, or Levi to follow him, and Levi got up and left everything and followed him. And the reason that I was 
saying that Jesus sees the small picture is that is that a lot of people, probably even the disciples, and we don't have a re, you know any recording of this, but you can imagine if you know so many people trying to hide things from a tax collector, mm-hmm. the last thing you do is go up to his booth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if maybe the disciples are like, Jesus, 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 where Jesus, where are you going? What yeah. are you doing? Don't go up there because, I mean, they had a ministry purse. Right. Judas, of all people, was in charge of it. And, right. and literally, Matthew could have taken all their money. But it's like, but Jesus was seeing past all of that smoke screen. He was seeing past all the, you know, the uh, public perception and yeah. and all that. And so he was literally able to see past that and see a man, which I kind of threw out this theory here, and um, I never really got your thoughts on it, but, and it's not a theory I can prove, but it's just to me something that I think just jumps out of, from the scriptures, and that is because in some gospels they refer to Levi's Matthew, right. and then in other gospels they refer to Matthew as Levi. Right. And in this case, in Luke, Luke uses Levi, who, by the way, is a physician and most definitely is very accurate in what his facts are but he chooses to use levi and my theory is this is that jesus saw past levi and saw matthew Hmm. like he literally was able to see past you know a guy that was just quote unquote doing his job making money you know doing what he does and could see the struggle that was in his world or small world if you will where in one instance, he gets up every day and he's Levi, and that's what he does. But what he does, and probably in his heart, was not who he was, mm-hmm. because he because Levi was his Greek name, right? But Matthew was his Hebrew name, mm-hmm. and so probably late at night he was going home wrestling with this. I, I don't like who I am during the day because deep in my heart I really worship God. I don't serve Caesar, hmm. you know. Probably, probably, maybe into his in his eyes, he's like, I'm just rendering unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but I really want to give God what is God's. Who knows? I'm I'm just theorizing, right? Right. But but whatever his struggle was, Jesus saw right past it, just like he sees right through us, yeah. And he knows our thoughts, and so he was able to walk through that and deal with that, you know, that duality that I believe that Levi and Matthew was living that duality of life yeah and stuff and that's when and i have to ask this like i'm shocked at how many people did not know um because i I made a comment so many people went to see garth brooks at protective stadium and probably a hundred percent of our church almost you know but i was like you spent money to or bought a ticket to go see garth brooks and i was trying to prove a point that my idea of duality of personalities like levi and matthew is not crazy right because because if you were to go buy a ticket back in 1999 to see Garth Brooks, you wouldn't have been able to do that because he was no longer Garth Brooks. He was Chris Gaines, the rock star. And so I know you actually believe that that didn't happen, it's not but it did happen. It's a, um, it's a real thing that happened. He what do you became. Call it? It's a Mandela effect. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I do not. Really? You know what I'm talking about? The Nelson, or They call it the Mandela effect. It's like one of I, mean, large, I know who Mandela is, right? But, but you know, so where it got its origins, you know, he passed away, and Nelson Mandela passed yeah. away in 2013. Yes, but the the Mandela effect is it, they named it that is because a lot of people remember him dying in prison in the 80s, mm-hmm. but he didn't. So what what it is is it, the Mandela effect is a name for when a large portion of the population remembers something that happened that wasn't actually true. Yeah. 
remember something. Uh, one of the funny ones is they remember that um, Sinbad, the comedian, mm-hmm. was in a movie about him being a genie. And he wasn't. Okay. I, I, <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm, I'm casting Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks, as Chris Gaines in, in the category of being the Mandela effect. See, what people don't, what, what the listeners don't understand and what I deal with here at High Point is some people go to work and they work with side by side conspiracy theorists. Yeah. You are the flip of that. Yeah. Like you are the anti- myth buster. I'm like anti- you need to start your own <laughs> series of myth busting. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, but that, that was, uh, I was shocked at how many people didn't even know that that took place. Yeah. Like I know for a fact that he had a song you on the radio. Him. You know him. I don't know you him. You call personally. him at home. <laughs> Here we go. See, this is what I deal with people. So, but I mean, okay. All right. All right. Well, it we'll may move be, on. Maybe it I was just thing. shocked at how many people didn't even know it, even whether it was true or not. They didn't know that that, that, that took place. That so. he had an alter ego. Nineteen ninety nine, baby. Prince, <laughs> Prince, sang about it. <laughs> so that was that was number one. Number two, uh, Jesus sees the big picture yeah. in the fact that you know he wasn't just there, just for Matthew. Just for Matthew, yeah. yeah. And I, I like that part, and then, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that it's like maybe your salvation is not just about you yeah right because through his encounter with matthew he ends up at a table with all of matthew's tax collecting buddies colleague business colleagues and friends and you know it's hard to it's hard to imagine that and it's hard to even explain that god god loves you so much you know that you're everything yet at the same time he sees beyond you, sees past you to even greater things, you know, to where it almost kind of makes you feel like you're nothing. Yeah. And so that that's that beautiful marriage between or balance between, you know, uh, and I didn't tell this illustration. Can I tell this illustration? Because I didn't have time. Can I do yeah, this? Yeah, why not? Have, have, you, have you seen the movie Kingdom of Heaven? Yeah. Okay. With Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And uh, remember the end of the movie where Salah Hadin, he was the – the head Saracen, and, you know, they had just taken Jerusalem. And Orlando Bloom was the guy that was defending Jerusalem. He was the the defender of the city. And anyway, so Salah Hadin had lost probably, I don't know, 150,000 men trying to take the city. And finally it got to the point where it was almost like a like a tie or draw, and Orlando Bloom and him come up come to terms. And basically he Orlando Bloom was really wrestling with the whole – what are we fighting over? Like a piece of land, you know, like when we, when, when this land was fought over, we weren't even born yet. You know, like he was really wrestling with God, religion, the whole nine yards and crusades and all that stuff. And, uh, so in the end, when they come to terms and, uh, Salah Hadin got the city and he was given Orlando Bloom and his troops, you know, pass to walk out. Orlando asked him one last question. And by the way, Salah Hadin had walked in and picked up a cross and stood it up. And uh, that was laying down on the ground. And Orlando asked him, he's like, why in the world? Or no, he said this. He said, why, why, why in the world would you lose that many men to take this city? Does this, what does the city of Jerusalem mean to you? And Salah Hadin turned around and looked back at him and went, Nothing. And then turned and kept walking. And you could just see, like, Orlando shaking his head, you know, like, yeah, you just lost 150,000 men over nothing. Yeah. And then he stopped and he turned back around and he looked at Orlando and he said, everything. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, man, to me, that really just kind of encapsulates what my salvation is. Mm-hmm. It's nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's everything. Yeah. And and the bigger picture is that God has so many people in our lives that he wants to go through me to reach them. So that's that's kind of the point, the bigger picture. Well, that was good. You like that? Yeah. Should we pass the plates now? Let's or? do it. <laughs> You can give online. Uh, <laughs> number three was the last point was uh, Jesus sees the real picture, mm. uh, and I thought the uh, the the point you made of you know the the bumper sticker and uh, not perfect. Do you think I offended people with that? Probably. Gosh, I've never walked around our parking lot. Do we have people with bumper stickers on their cars? I have that bumper sticker on my truck. No, you do. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that bumper sticker. I actually I'm said, sure somebody does. I actually said from the pulpit, bumper stickers are stupid. Or no, I didn't say stupid. I said dumb. Did because they, they, yeah, I did. I didn't I, I'm that. shocked I have not gotten any kind of offensive email back. But anyway, it, yeah. If you get one, just say, I didn't say that. That's Mandela effect. <laughs> you, can, you can bust that myth. Yeah. But no, I mean, like the, you know, the whole, I mean, we really locked in on verses 31 and 32 right there yeah. with the real picture. And and, that, and the Pharisees were getting all mad because the teachers, the teachers of the law, they were like, what in the world is your master doing? They're talking to the disciples and saying, why does he eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And, yeah. and basically, you know, it's Jesus answers. Like they asked the disciples, yet Jesus is the one who heard it, answered it, knew that they were asking the question. And he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Yep. And, and to me, I mean, I don't know how you felt about this point, but I just felt it was so important to address the fact that Jesus, yes, Jesus was eating with sinners. And so many people use that as an excuse to be a sinner, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like the old bumper stickers, you know, not perfect, just forgiven. Right. The only problem was, is the person that had that bumper sticker on their car, <laughs> Live like the devil, you right? Know what I'm saying? Right. And They're the one to cut you off and or flip you off in traffic <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. And so it's like, it's like people using this as an excuse to to really license to sin. You know, it's like, hey, don't. Yeah. It was almost kind of like their get out of jail free from religious accountability. You know, yeah. and uh, and I and I just wanted to just uh, you know address that point that Jesus really knew the real picture. The real picture was, hey, I really like hanging out with a bunch of sinners. You're my kind of people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but really what Jesus said was he, 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 I know he's talking to the Pharisees, but man, he was really talking to everybody around the table. Yeah. He's like, if you're sitting at this table, yep. I'm the physician and you're sick. Yeah. And so if you struggle with sin, you have a sickness and you need a doctor. Yeah. And so that was kind of the, the whole thing. It got, it got pretty t- intense at the end. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was good, though. I thought it was good. I, I think I told, I mentioned to you after the service. It reminded me of of my point in my message from the previous week, because that's essentially what you were talking about: is that license versus legalism. Right. It's like, um, you know, either whichever direction you want to go. If you go, you know, you're in error. If you go too far in that direction, whichever end of the pendulum you want to swing to. So yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought that was. I thought I thought your point. I thought you made that point really well. Yeah. So. And that goes. That even goes for like the more modern version of "not perfect, just forgiven." Judas eight two. That's like right. a big thing, and people are getting that tattooed on their body. And and don't get me wrong, 
both of those, the theology behind those two things are beautiful. It's right. very gospel-centric. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful pictures of the love of, of Christ, that Christ would still eat dinner with someone that he knew was going to betray him, wash his feet, love him. I get all that, but I don't think people understand that I'm Judas. You're Judas. Yeah. We, we're, we're all Judases. We're depraved. We're, we're lost and dead in our sin. And, and so I just, I just felt like we needed a little bit of spoonful of reality about that, mm-hmm. that there, if you, because we're, I just, I don't know, you can tell me if you feel this way. I just feel like we're living in a day and age where nobody wants accountability. Nobody wants to be told that, okay, well, what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Um, apparently it's, it's gotten to where we're just kind of like, you know, Hey, just let me learn the hard way. Yeah. Let me face my consequences. Right. And so anyway, I just, that's kind of where it ended up at. And then, and then the fact that he says that he's calling sinners to repentance. So the whole idea of repentance is not, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a 180. It is a U-turn, but it's way more than that. It is, it's the Greek word behind that is Repentance means a changed heart and a changed mind. And so for that to happen, that's literally what Jesus was saying is I'm sitting at this table because I'm changing hearts and changing minds. I'm changing lives. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm the physician. That's how I'm the doctor. And so, um, I, I just think real Jesus, real change kind of thing, you know, yeah. maybe I'm wrong for that, but no. I, I, I think that there is evidence of Christ in you and that should, and it shouldn't be, Oh yeah, man, I'm cool with my sin because I'm forgiven. I'm covered in the blood. You know, right. so it's that license to sin bit. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting to me to see like churches and individuals. Um, so like what you hear come from them at particular points in time. Uh, so for instance, if you have say like a church or an individual who happens to be in a very legalistic type environment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll start hearing a message like a Judas 8-2, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Or it, or flip the script if they're in a very more like a licensed type environment, the setting, whether it be the church or whatever, a group group that they're part of, ministry that they're part of, whatever. And then you start hearing uh, more of like a call to holiness type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that that's that when I see that, um, that that really that really does my heart good to because to me that's 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 the spirit of God at work calling people back to the yeah. gospel basically. Yeah. And what, so what I'm saying, get is, out of the ditches and yeah, get back on the road. Cause both yeah. of those are good messages. Like you said, yeah. both of the, there's nothing wrong with the theology Strong theology in yes. either direction. Right. What it, what it, it's, it just, it, it's just a lousy God in terms of if you make that your entire theology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just man taking something that is divine and making it more physical. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, anyway. That's yeah, cool. I, I like it. I thought that was good stuff. So, so yeah, so this whole series is King for All. Um want to encourage all the listeners to come out. It is June and July, so we'll be covering different um, outcasts. Uh, of the you know people that are were considered outcasts of that day women children things like that and uh so anyway this uh obviously this sunday's father's day so yeah uh, this coming sunday the 19th will be father's day uh, yes and we're gonna have donuts for dads donuts for dads yeah so don't miss that dads don't miss out on your donut Donut. uh this wednesday night we've got um our 
uh, student ministry or they're having swim parties, guys and girls in separate places and our children's ministry. Uh, the, our student ministry is doing it at uh, homes, and uh, so you can check in with our on our student ministry uh, Facebook page or with our student pastor, uh, Mr. Ragsdale. As they get back, they're going to be having those on Wednesday night, and our children's ministry has a swim night planned at uh, Rickwood. 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 Yeah, so we've got, we've got some big stuff coming up on Wednesday nights. The um, following Wednesday night, we've got a night of worship. Yes. That's planned, and it's actually going to be led by, if you, are, if you are an adult and you're listening to this and you hear us talk about Beach Camp, well, you can get a little taste of Beach Camp. Here we How's go. How's about this for a promo? Here we so go. So you, um, yeah, they they call me the master of segways, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah, not this kind of segway, but the things you ride on. <laughs> Very Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there the, the this the following Wednesday night, which is June twenty second, we'll be having a night of worship here, and the the worship team that is leading that has led our students and the others the other churches that were there for Beach Week weekend um, that have led them in worship. They'll be here at our church leading us for a night of worship on that Wednesday it's night. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so that'll, that'll I know our students will be excited about that because it'll basically be them, them getting to revisit their camp experience like a week later. Yes. So they'll be excited about that. But also, um, you know, as as our our adult congregation, uh, we, we hope you would be excited about that as well because it'll be a great worship experience and also you getting a taste of what what they've and had. there might be a surprise that night too. you never know you never know but uh you never know so yeah and then on that i mean on the hills of that we've also got a fish fry coming up i mean by the way great job and shout out to brett harris for last wednesday night our shrimp bowl yes. i mean we had a packed house yeah. the food was great the fellowship was fun you did a great job on bingo man well we mo- we end up moving it inside and we know that was going to create some obstacles i mean obviously people appreciate the air conditioning yeah uh wish we had some right now it is hot in this room bro <laughs> <laughs> it is hot it is like <laughs> It, yeah, it's hot. Up well, in for here. the unclever podcast, I feel the, sorry for you. This guys. is what the room should feel like when we're talking about screw tape letters. <laughs> I mean, because it is hot in here. Judgment house. <laughs> yeah, this will be the room when this High is, Point. If or when High Point does a judgment, judgment house, house, this we know will where, be the room. We know where Satan's going to be. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was a great time though. The uh, the shrimp bowl we had uh, play bingo and. Mm. Anyway, so thank you, thank you all for who came out to that, and hopefully you'll catch us. Uh, check out our Facebook page; it's on our website. You can see all of those Wednesday nights that Joey's talking about the different events that we have coming up. We've got a creation movie night, yes, and fish fry, yeah. fish fry cornhole night. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, lots of fun stuff. Yeah, check all that out, and you never know—you might see Blake on a Segway. Never know. You never know. <laughs> all right. Anything all right. else? No, we're good. You're good. All right. Yeah. Well, see you next Sunday. Next time. Sandy Grevy.